I'm Will Young, and I have worked in several different job environments ranging from lawn care to corporate sales. I have graduated from Indiana Wesleyan University with two majors in marketing and administration, and you're listening to the Young Blooded Podcast, a 30-minute to one-hour audio experience teaching you how to start a side hustle or advance your career through actionable steps and real-life stories from experienced business owners and investors. Please enjoy the truths, mistakes, and laughs of the Young Blooded Podcast Experience. Hey, Young Bloods, once again, back with another perfect episode of the Young Blooded Podcast. Today, we have Abby Sarver, who's been a friend of mine for a while, actually the younger sister of Peter Sarver, who came on earlier in the the show, Um, and she is the new Holland District Manager of Cutco, which is really, really cool. So thanks for coming on, Abby, and thank you for taking your time um, out of your Sunday to come uh, come on the Young Blood Podcast experience. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. So we're just going to get right into it. And obviously, Abby, um, while working at Cutco, has dealt with a lot of entrepreneurship type ventures. So we just wanted to kind of get into her mind and see what made her uh, change her mind and kind of instead of going the route to college, which she was on, um, to kind of switch gears and switch from that to going into entrepreneurship type positions within Cutco, doing sales within Cutco, and maybe some of what was the most influential piece of that decision to just kind of switch over, I guess. Yeah, so I had uh, um, started off at school, went for one year. And in that first year, I just did not have a lot of clarity of what I wanted to do with my career. Um, and I just found myself, you know, not having any clarity or any clear direction. Um, And through that, not really having a lot of motivation to like even go to school. And really the big thing for me too was the amount of money I was spending and just having no idea like essentially why I was spending this money to be here. Um, And at that time too, I was starting to advance within the company at Cutco. Um, And I went to school after I decided not to go back, I had been with Cutco for about a year at that time. So I was starting to advance um, pretty quickly at that time. And um, I just decided I, when I originally stopped going to school, I wasn't sure if I was gonna go back or if that was it for me, but I knew that I needed to take a break and didn't wanna spend any more money um, at that time and just kind of figure some things out. And yeah, obviously worked out pretty well for me with Cutco, but I would say that was um, the biggest thing, just not having clarity, um, finding that it was way too expensive to be doing that. And uh, just really liked where I was going with Cutco. Gotcha. That's very cool. And I think clarity is a big thing because uh, like you were saying earlier, like you just didn't have a lot of motivation to do well in school because of the lack of clarity. And I think that a lot of people nowadays don't have clarity and they do that intentionally to kind of avoid, you know, the goals that they're trying to get to. And I think that that's a really bad um, situation for those that want to hit the goals like you're hitting at Cutco. Um, Cause when you have clarity, obviously you can work a lot harder. You can stay focused on one single goal and you can move forward towards that every day. And I think that having a clear vision is a really good part of, of a career. Uh, how, how have you done better in staying clear now that you're at Cutco uh, with your goals and and maintaining a good vision for the future? Yeah, um, I would definitely say having a clear why um, with whatever you're doing, 
definitely um, will keep you on the right track and keep you motivated. And one thing that um, I do within each campaign or whenever I'm starting a new position or a new role or anything, um, I make a reasons, a 50 reasons why list. So mm. um, that way, and I write it down because that way I know not every day is going to go smoothly. Not every day is going to be easy. And if you're working hard enough from what I found in my experience, if you're working hard enough, like some days you will want to quit just because, um, you know, you have high goals and high expectations for yourself. Mm-hmm. So having those reasons why written out and in front of me while I'm working, that really helps me like see the bigger picture and reminds me on a daily basis. This is why I decided to show up today. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why I'm going through and doing what I'm doing. So, um, yeah, just really taking the time to sit back and reflect and write your reasons why and your goals out. That's definitely um, helped me a lot with my clarity. I like that. I like that um, a lot. And I think that, you, like you said, it just plays a big role in those days that are tough, which everybody has that where you can uh, where you can go make sure you're looking at the things that you um, that, that keep you going on what you're trying to do. Um, do you keep that list then you with you at work or like you said, you just kind of keep it on your desk or something? Yeah. Yep. I keep it with me. I have it in my desk. Um, and then, yeah, I, a lot of times too, like I'll take my like top, like three to five and like put them like on a sticky note or put them like on my laptop or right next to my computer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I always keep it like on my desk. Yeah. Okay. And you're, you're 21, right? Yes. Okay. So as a 21 year old, um, in, as a district manager at Cutco, what, what does a day, uh, in the life look like for you? Yeah. So we definitely go through different seasons within the business. Um, so definitely, um, like for right now, example, we're in, starting to get into one of our busier seasons in the summer. Um, so, mainly right now, like I'm focused on recruiting and trying to build up my new sales team. Mm. Um, so just, I would say for right now, like recruiting and conducting interviews with people that I am, um, recruiting onto my team. And then, um, once a week we'll do training seminars for those newly recruited, mm-hmm. um, sending people for interviews. And then also along with that, coaching for your sales team and talking to them on a daily basis. That's, I would say in the short, uh, short summary, that's what in my life would look like. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. For the next little bit. And then once you kind of get that sales team trained, is that when you start um, getting them uh, higher on the like ability for their ability to make sales and trying to raise their, you know, intuition within the sales uh, field and things like that? Yep, exactly. Yeah. So like um, once they go through training, then I'll, you know, talk to them on a daily basis, see how they're doing. Um, they call in whenever they need coaching or they need help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just going through making sure that they're okay, essentially. So that that will be incorporated once um, we get into a busier season. And once I like, since I'm like just newly promoted, mm-hmm. um, once I get my sales team going, then that's when that will start to happen. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's very cool, Abby. I mean, honestly, at age 21 to be coaching, interviewing, teaching, um, that's, that's a really cool experience that you're having right now. And I think that you're, uh, you're there a lot quicker than some other people make it in there at that point in their lives. So that's, that's a really cool thing. And I'm super proud that you've been able to make it that far within Cutco. It's awesome to see. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. 
So I guess what's, uh, what's been one piece of your success that you'd like to share with people that are maybe just starting out in their sales journey or entrepreneurship journey and, and are thinking about, you know, what are some things I need to improve on um, and maybe something that you've done well that they, they can start to work on? Yeah. Um, first thing is just, I would say like recognize that not every day is going to look the same and not mm. every day is going to be perfect. But if you can show up, and just give it your best um, and stay consistent with that, that's really gonna be huge. And you're really gonna start to see a lot of great changes dramatically mm. in my experience. Um, and then I kind of touched on this earlier, but like just having your reasons why um, and really knowing you know, why you're doing what you're doing, that's, that's huge and it plays a huge role um, into your success and then I would say something that's just so it's such a simple concept, but if you just show up and do the work, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> especially like as an entrepreneur, um, that's, you know, you're going to get results. And if you're consistent with that too, you're going to really start to see some exciting things. Yeah. Um, and another thing too, I would say is, Find your people that um, are great influences, whether that's, you know, you have your great friends um, that are positive influence on you. You have someone that teaches you or you mm -hmm. can learn from, whether mm -hmm. it's a mentor um, within the business without of your business. And then also it's great to have someone that you can teach as well to keep you and, um, and they'll make sure you are like, maintaining that all Accountab of accountability with everything yeah yeah exactly yep mm -hmm. um and that way too like for your mentors and your friends those are people that you can lean on and you can reach out and help and ask for help or advice when you need it so yeah and um two things with that uh first i guess with the part you just said i, I think it's really important and i actually did that uh back in the times when the bible was written to uh make sure that people of power stayed you know accountable with with uh, multiple levels of people within their society. And I guess I'll explain that a little better because that explanation wasn't great. So yeah. um, uh, if you have, let's say his name's Ezekiel and he's back in the Bible times, he has someone he's mentoring, a younger guy, you know, someone he's training to be a prophet or something like that. And then he has someone that's his age that he's kind of hanging out with, learning from their experiences that's in a different industry. So let's say maybe like a farmer or something. And then he has somebody that he learns from as an elder that has already been you know, say he's like 70 or 80 and he's been in the church for a while and is able to teach him lessons. So those, those three points of connection that really helps someone become really, um, helps them evolve quickly and it helps them become really well-rounded as it comes to being able to interact with everyone in, in today's world. Um, so I think that's really cool that, that you have that set up and that you're encouraging other people to do that. Um, and another thing um, I, I really liked about what you were saying is that just, just getting up and, and showing up and being there, right? That's, that's mostly like the important thing. Like it's really, you can't underestimate the amount of hours or the amount of work you can get done in a 40 hour work week. I think that that's really important because like a lot of people show up to work and like they have a lot of things in their day that are time fillers, such as like a lunch break or meetings or things that just kind of consume, you know, two, three hours within a day every single week. And it's like, well, there goes those hours. So if you show up as an entrepreneur, work by yourself for 40 hours every single week on whatever your penure is, <laughs> then you're going to do all right. And you're going to make some steps forward. And I think the biggest part in staying consistent, which is kind of what you talked about at the beginning 
is, is making a list. And I think this is really undervalued and a lot, not a lot of people do this, uh, is, is in the morning, part of your morning routine, make sure you write down a list of at least the things you want to get started at that morning, right? You don't have to like have 10 minutes, 15 minutes segments and everything planned out for your entire day. But what I'm saying is, is if you have at least three or four things that you know you're going to get started on that are of high importance to do at the beginning of your day, you can knock those things out. And then maybe you remember what else you wanted to finish within that day. But like, as long as you have something to get started on and something that as soon as you walk into your office or as soon as you get out of bed, um, you know what you're, you're supposed to be doing and you know that, you know, these are the goals that you have and these are what you got to get done. then that really helps uh, keep consistent and keep, you know, working during those 40 hour work weeks and, and getting the full value out of the time that you're spending at work. And I think that that's a really good way to go about it. And it's what helped me a lot within sales and, and now within entrepreneurship. But um, as, as an entrepreneur, I know that there's a lot of times we kind of bounce around back and forth between a bunch of different activities and a bunch of different goals. What's, what's one way you um, really have valued and used to stay really organized during uh, the times of scaling up and getting promoted and acquiring new responsibilities? Yeah, um, I would say something also really simple, but just having like a to-do list for the day mm -hmm. and like your top three priorities, like if, you know, with those top three part priorities, the way that I look at it is, you know, if this, if these three things did not get done today, then I would consider this day a horrible day. So I guess <laughs> that's like, in terms of like staying focused and staying clear on what I have to do, um, just something really, really simple like that is just keeping yourself in check and in tune with making a to-do list with your daily tasks and also like your top three priorities, your top three rocks is what I call them. Top three rocks. Yeah. Cause otherwise it's really easy to just get lost in the texts, emails and yeah. busyness of the day and not actually get done the things you were trying to focus on when you first started. Yeah. And then also too, um, with that, like having all of those things like set in my schedule too, um, really helps me stay on track because you can write down a task to do. Um, and like, obviously, you know, time, time is important, especially as a busy entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, but like if your schedule is detailed and planned out thoroughly, then you're going to really, um, use your time wisely with that is what I found. So. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And then, so now you're, you're working on recruiting your first sales team. Is that right? Or have you had one before? Um, so not as a district manager. Mm -hmm. So I'm working on that right now. Okay, gotcha. Um, and, and as you're hiring, I know a lot of my family that is in entrepreneurship and, and a couple of my friends back in Grand Rapids, where you're from, are having having some troubles uh, hiring people right now. Um, what's what's one way you uh, guys at Cutco have found to kind of get past that? Because I know you guys compensate people pretty well at Cutco, as well as um, to give them a lot of opportunities to move up in the company, which I think is super cool. And I think that's a big draw for a lot of kids our age. However, um, what was one way you kind of noticed that, that Cutco does a good job of bringing on new people? Yeah, so uh, I would say it's not about like your resources. It's about how resourceful you are and how resourceful you can be. Mm. Um, so what program that like I've implemented through the business is since Cutco, the demographic, the age demographic, which we work with are mainly high school graduates or college students. 
And this is why we're going to be so busy in a um, couple of weeks here is because all of those people are going on summer break. Mm. Um, so uh, we're reaching out through social media messaging. So that's on Instagram or Facebook um, and collecting, sorry, collecting and, you know, targeting our recruits. And now we're starting to invite them to um, learn more about the position. Um, and then once we get those people interviewed and on the sales team and everything um, through personal recruits, which is, um, you know, asking them if they have any friends that might be interested in learning more about the job. So it's kind of, that's how it's, it builds um, through that. And also just through like web ads, um, going to college and high school campuses and talking to the high school seniors or college students who might need a job. Career fairs are another big thing. Um, so yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so you guys are kind of going with a more of a, let's like a numbers game type of method where you're like, if we can reach out to this many people within this demographic, then, then we'll find, you know, the sales team that we're looking for amongst yeah. that pool of people. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, did you play any sports in high school? I can't remember actually. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. Um, yeah, I played tennis and basketball. Okay. Tennis and basketball at North Point. Um, I, I asked this to some of my friends kind of not off the podcast. You're the first one I've asked on the podcast. Um, what, what do you think sports plays uh, in a role as to how it can help people with their career or potentially hurt them in their career? Um, so like what lessons from sports did you learn maybe, or what um, experiences do you have within sports that either helped or hurt you within your career now? Yeah, I definitely would say uh, being a part of a sports team really benefited me, not just with a job, but with a lot of aspects in life, just because athletes typically have a lot of perseverance. Mm. Um, and, you know, when they, when something doesn't go their way, when they get knocked down, um, they don't just say, they don't just quit or give up. They pick themselves back up and they keep on going. Mm-hmm. And really that's what sales is. Mm-hmm. Um, you get no said to you a lot, but you don't let that affect you. Instead, you just say, okay, move on and go do that process over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a huge theme, I would say, not only with sales, but like I said, with a lot of aspects of life is it really helps you build up that perseverance and um, that grit. Yeah, I agree with that. And for me, uh, when I played football with your older brother, Peter, um, my senior year, we had two a days throughout the summer where we, you know, we'd go there in the mornings and we'd lift and do whatever. Then we'd get a short break in the afternoon and then we'd kind of come back in the later afternoon and do a second practice for the day. Yeah. Uh, now heading to those second practices, obviously you're already sore and tired. And as a high schooler, you're, you're full of energy and you're vibrant, but you don't have a whole lot of uh, energy left after all of the work you put in that morning. So generally those are pretty tough, but you know, you got to show up for your team. You got to show up for yourself and you got to show up for those coaches you told you would. So I think that that really keeps you accountable and it keeps you in a good position to where, you know, like, this is, this is not just me, this is a bigger than me situation. And to have that grasp of, and that mindset early on really helps when you do work within a team and you have to be accountable for your team there at Cutco. I think that's a really cool thing. And as I've brought on an employee at Mindful Mowers, I've kind of seen that implement into it as well. And it's a, it's a cool experience to have for sure. Um, would you say there are any negative effects to playing sports in high school or college, uh, for your career? Cause I, I haven't found any yet, but there are some people that 
that don't always share the view of sports being a really big, cool thing for careers? Um, I honestly haven't found anything at either. Yeah. I don't think I, I know of anything at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I know that you, however, exercise quite a bit now too. Um, and you often have sending Snapchats or something like that of, of you at the gym, getting those gains in and, and it's pretty cool to see. And it's inspiring. Uh, it gets me out to run with Ronan all the time when uh, I see you and Peter at planet fitness getting, putting in the work. So uh, yeah. what, what is one reason that you uh, spend so much time in the gym, I guess, because a lot of people don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just through going through the gym and like moving my body every day, I just found that it's brought me so much more energy and like, it's made me feel a lot better about myself. And one thing I've heard is that if you take care of yourself, um, a lot of your problems will, if you take care of yourself, a lot of your problems will take care of themselves because you'll feel so mm. much better, more energized and ready to tackle on the day. Um, that's why during our busy seasons, Peter and I will actually go to the gym, like super early at five 30 or 6am before we get our day started. Mm. That way we're up and moving. We're energized. Um, we're ready to go for the day. Um, so that's why I love spending so much time in the gym, just because I love the way it makes me feel. And I love my energy of when I'm doing it consistently mm -hmm. and yeah, I just feel so much better about myself. So that way I can feel a lot better about a lot of other things too. Yeah. And I think, I think you're right about the energy part. It definitely helps momentum for me as well. Cause like, if I were to go on a run, let's say like on Mondays, I've been starting to do runs in the morning, um, to kind of kick off the week with a, you know, I can, I can fight back too kind of thing. <laughs> Cause a lot of times the week, yeah. you know, we'll beat you down. So <laughs> um, and on Mondays, I like to start out with a nice little run, um, 5 a.m. With, with Ronan and we go over to the park and there's no one else there. It's really peaceful. We can get the run in. But after we're done, you know, I'm sweating and it's, it was a tough one, maybe two or three miles. Mm -hmm. And we, uh, we realize, I, I realized throughout that, that like it, to cover a challenge and to go through like a difficulty that early in your day and then knock it out and get, get it done. Um, yeah. Not only does it give you energy the following day and the day after, but it just gives you that momentum. Like I can, I can do things. I can get things done. And, and it gives you that focus. Like you said, you feel energized, you feel ready to go. So that way, when I do finally get to the point where I'm mowing lawns or teaching um, Mark, my new employee, how to mow lawns, um, then I, then I'm, I'm, I'm there, I'm focused, I'm ready to go. And it doesn't take yeah. me like a half an hour of the beginning of work to get into that mode. So yeah. And yeah. just like something simple too, is just like starting your day off with a win. Cause mm. it's not easy to, the hardest part about working out earlier, even like going to the gym is just getting yourself there. So like mm -hmm. in the mornings, when I go to the gym or like when you're up at Monday on a Monday morning at 5am with Ronan, mm -hmm. the hardest part is getting out of bed. But once you're out the door and once you, um, started going, it's, you know, it's essentially a breeze from there. Yeah. Um, and you already started off your day with the win, which like you said, puts moment or brings momentum into your day, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it, it goes back to what you were saying earlier about like 80% of the, the work is just showing up. So once you can get yeah. to the gym or get to work or get wherever early and, you know, make sure you're getting after it, that then when you're actually there doing the, doing the thing and you're, you know, five, 10 minutes in you, you're already good to go. You know, you've got the rhythm, you got the momentum and you at least enjoy it a little bit because you're there doing it. So <laughs> you're, uh, you're probably going to be all right. Uh, what would you say is a big reason why a lot of people don't exercise nowadays? Because I know a lot of people that are just like, or I don't have time or I don't, 
um, have the energy or I don't have the motivation, but like, honestly, all those things can change and you can, you can still make time or find the motivation or energy to work out if it was really a priority to you. So, so what do you think is, I guess, the main reason why people don't do it nowadays? And um, the main reason why people don't, don't exercise throughout their days to help, you know, keep energy within their career. Um, yeah, I think the biggest excuse, um, that I hear is, oh, I just don't have time or I don't even know when I would have time to go to the gym, Mm -hmm. but that's just because that's not clearly a priority to them. Um, so you have to like make that a priority. Um, and that's also too, like why I go early in the mornings too, because I know my day is going to be so packed that when I'm done working, I'm not going to feel like going to the gym. I'm going to yeah. be going home and crashing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would say it's just not a priority to people. And since they make the excuse of, I don't have time, like their energy probably is a little bit lower. And so mm-hmm. they don't even feel like, you know, making the switch and going. So yeah. Okay. Well, I, I like that a lot. I like that stuff a lot. And I know that uh, we could talk about exercising all day because both of us uh, have done a fair bit of that in our lives and done athletics and, and things like that almost our whole life. So um, it's exciting to talk about, but with it, with this being a finance podcast, maybe we should get back into some of the financial stuff. Um, <laughs> what, what, uh, what do you see as, as a 21 year old as the most important thing in their career for 21 year olds or 20 year olds to be doing right now. So whether they're at a job, as an entrepreneur, as you know, someone in college still, what's the best thing for them to be doing, focusing on for their career right now? Um, and it can be just within a job. It doesn't have to be for college students and people that are currently employed, just you can kind of choose one or the other if you'd like. Yeah, um, I would say really just stepping back and evaluating like where you're at. Um, Just because at this age, it's essentially your foundation for, you know, the next five years or when you do get into your thirties, like what you do now is really important because it kind of lays the foundation for the years ahead. So just taking that step back and evaluating is this what you really want to be doing? Is this the kind of lifestyle that, you know, you want to be creating um, for whatever your future holds? That's one thing that I really took a lot of time. And I really asked myself those hard questions. Um, That also led me to, you know, finding a career with Cutco. Um, I would say that's, that's the most important thing. But also too with that you have to be careful because you know if you don't find your dream career um or you don't know what you exactly want your lifestyle to look like five to ten years from now that's okay too mm-hmm. um you know there's not a certain age as to where you have to have those things figured out at all it's not what i'm saying mm-hmm. but i'd say like too coming back to clarity the more clarity you have about those things um just ask yourself the hard questions and do a lot of deep digging within yourself for, um, you know, what you want your future to look like. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And after you ask those questions, I think creating like a roadmap or something along those lines, is a good idea. Cause I guess for me specifically, like as soon as I got out of college, I tried, I think four, no, three, three different sales jobs, like, yeah. um, within a short period of time. And obviously there was some COVID to play with that. Like, um, a lot of the companies were going through financial troubles because of COVID and, Mm-hmm. kind of due to that, you know, the first 
group of hires that were the most recently hired were usually kind of the first to go. And I was within those because I had just graduated. So that kind of happened to me two times, but, but I did try quite a few sales jobs and I had those in mind to try out within my roadmap as soon as I graduated college. So that way I kind of knew, okay, this is my next step. This is what I'm doing next. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. I can go back to the roadmap and try to figure out what's next after that. But at least I have that kind of goal set out. So that way I'm going to go do it, figure out if it is for me and figure that out sooner rather than later. And I like what you said about that kind of like get, get your, get your career on point, like try to figure out what you're doing, but you don't have to have it figured out until, you know, later. And there's not like a certain age for that sort of thing, but it is important to know where you're going and what you're doing and, and uh, kind of what, what you want your future to look like. And to have that idea is rare for people in, in their twenties and 21 um, age range. Cause I know when I was in college and at that age, like I was more focused on just having a good time with my friends and, um, you know, knocking out homework whenever I, I had extra time, I guess, and playing basketball and doing all those extra stuff and hanging out with my friends a bunch. Um, and I wasn't really focused on the future and building a career. And I think that if I would have spent more time, you know, maybe even like one to two hours a week um, on either building my resume or networking or going to certain events for networking, um, I think that would have been really helpful. And my solo podcast does talk a lot about uh, college um, age range of like things that you can do to help with your career. So if you go back to episode eight, I believe it was, that's the solo podcast where I talk a lot about college stuff. If you guys have questions on that. Um, so we're about 30 minutes in, which means we have maybe two or three more questions left. Um, was there any myth that you would like to debunk within Cutco? Cause I know a lot of people have, um, differing opinions about kind of Cutco and how things are done there. So is there any myths that you would like to debunk, uh, being on the inside for as long as you have now? Um, I guess in my experience, if someone has anything like negative that they share about the company or the position, mm -hmm. my experience, what I found is that it's just because like they either didn't listen to what they were taught in training or they just tried to do their own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, it's almost just kind of frustrating because Cutco, Vector marketing has been around since 1981 mm -hmm. and the product that we market has been around for over 70 years, started in 1949. Yeah. For anyone so, that don't know, Cutco sells knives and they use a sales force to do that. And it's really cool. If they make a lot of money doing it, it's really, it's really successful for anyone that doesn't know. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. That was great. Um, so, I mean, our, our product is proven to work and, be an amazing product um, and the marketing and the program that we use is also obviously proven to work and be really, really successful. And so the program that we teach, we teach a successful program, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And uh, there are some people who might just try to go off and do their own thing. Um, and they think that they know better than the program um, which just doesn't always turn out to uh, work for them. And so yeah. they might say something negative or say that it doesn't work or, you know, the training like didn't help them at all. But that's just because they didn't essentially listen to what they were taught. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I guess that's something that I, I see a lot is mm -hmm. negative being said about it when it's just like on their end. So. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I went through a program that has a similar training as Cutco um, in Michigan there. Uh, it was called 
uh, Grand Rapids Marketing Group and kind of they, they sold phones in a similar fashion that you guys sell knives. But um, the, there was a lot of that going on when, when we were training stuff, I would kind of be listening, trying to soak in information, learn, uh, use their methods, their practices, because they've been, you know, tried and, and failed and tried again until they succeed um, mm. in a way that can help people learn how to succeed quickly. And a lot of people, like you said, just didn't listen at all. And they, they would just go ahead and, you know, use their own sales tech tactics and use their own sales pitches. And um, whenever the managers would come around and they'd be like, well, that you didn't get that sale because you didn't, you know, use the pitch that we gave you and, and the, the words that we gave you and the, the way to talk and things like that. And they do a really good job teaching those things. And there's reasons for all of that behind all of the, their pitches and the things that they do. And a lot of people don't, like you said, don't give that enough respect. And I think it's at least worth a shot before you try your own stuff. And so, um, and a lot of people don't even give it that. So I agree with what you're saying there. And I think that's a really important piece for, for anyone training to go to Cutco or, or some similar position like that. Um, yeah, very cool. And I mean, too, one thing I want to add on to that is yeah. like me as a manager, like I will not get paid unless like my people are doing well. So like another thing that's kind of like frustrating too. And I like see like something negative being said about the training or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I feel like they just don't um, fully like understand like how it works and like, um, like I'm not, we're not trying to teach them or train them to like not be successful because mm-hmm. turns out like when they're successful, like we're going to be successful too. Yeah. So yeah, it's just almost yeah. kind of ironic. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. And it's a really good, uh, like you said, team building kind of effort over there where when they're successful, you're successful. And when you're, they're successful, they're successful type mm-hmm. of situation. And um, I've kind of been in the environment of that when I was training with that other company. And it's a really exciting thing because on Monday, you know, we'll go over the sales for the weekend. And, you know, if a guy went out and hustled and worked an extra four hours, closed another two sales for phones on Saturday, um, and he get, got, let's say, four or five sales throughout the week, like on Monday, there's a big celebration in the office. Like, it's like a, it's an exciting thing. We're whooping, hollering, plus listening to music, playing games. Like, it's a really cool thing. And so when other people do that, you know, the office goes crazy and gets excited and um, and I think that's the way that corporate life should be, but it's not always seen as that sometimes, like sometimes it's just seen as like mundane, get your computer work done, your paperwork, all that. And, uh, and I think that the excitement that sales forces like, like yours bring to the, bring to the workplace is a really cool thing. And I think that's something that we should kind of work on more within, within jobs and within stuff like that, because it does encourage teams to, to be more collaborative and have more chemistry. And I think it's really cool. Um, so I guess I got one more question for you, and this one's a doozy, so you can take some time to think about it, okay. but, uh, but here it is. So you're 21, let's say you've been given a diagnosis, you're not going to be around in one month. So you have only one month to influence people and everything that you've done up to this point has been forgotten. So no one knows anything about what Abby's done until now, and you have the rest of this month, so six days <laughs> to, um, to let people know what, what, uh, information and what wisdom you've gained from life. Okay. And so you can do this in one way. And that the way that you have to do this is you have to create, um, a statement for the world to see. So you can write it down, right? You write down this statement and this statement is the one end all be all thing that you, um, would give to other people to try to learn from that you've gained from your experience. Um, if that doesn't make sense, you can have me explain it again. It's the first time I've asked this question. So, 
You're good. So, okay. I just want to make sure I answer right. So you're yeah. saying like, if I had to like wrap up all my wisdom into one sentence, like to get to the world before I die, what would it be? Exactly. Yeah. And no one else knows anything else that you've accomplished up to this point. So all of your sales team, all that, they don't know anything about you. They're just, they just seen you for the first time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my dude, that's some time to think about this. So hold on. <laughs> no, no worries at all. <laughs> um, while Abby's thinking about that, guys, I do want to just let you know that um, I have created a few NFTs. I know not everybody's educated on um, non-fungible tokens and what they are exactly. So I'll leave a few links below this episode to be able to kind of describe that and figure that out. But I did make um, two of them with real world value uh, within this podcast. So go ahead and check them out on OpenSea. I will link them in the description. But essentially, they offer things like free uh, cryptocurrency giveaways and um, ways that you can come on the show and be a guest on the show and, and cool things like that, merch drops, all that good stuff. So very exciting. But anyway, we will go ahead and get back to the uh, episode here and Abby will have her response. So, Yeah, I would say my one sentence would be find a way to create a life that brings you true joy and fulfillment. Mm. Find a way to create a life that brings you true joy and fulfillment. So I guess, why did you choose those words? Cause I like that. It's, it's elegantly chosen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just think so often people get wrapped up and you know, the things that don't really matter, they, you know, think that, they're supposed to be doing life one way and they don't really enjoy it. And that just is really sad to me to see um, just as an entrepreneur, because I really love the lifestyle that I have. And um, I, you know, essentially created um, the lifestyle that I am living right now as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I just think so often people get wrapped up in the typical, you know, expectations of society where you graduate high school, you go to college for four years, get a degree, and then you find a job based off of that degree, or you find what you can get. And I think through that, so many people just settle for a life. Um, and a lot of times they get stuck in that. They're not even like really happy in that. Um, so if that's, you know, trying out four or five different jobs, if that's moving to 10 different States, mm -hmm. um, you know, find a, find a way to create a lifestyle that brings you, you know, fulfillment and joy, and you'll be excited to wake up every day. So, yeah. And I think that, that, that life also is like paired with hard work. A lot of times, like there's a lot of times that that life, um, if to keep giving you enjoyment and to keep giving you fulfillment. A lot of times it's paired with either responsibility or hard work and, and large doses of those, <laughs> I would say. Um, but, but yeah, very cool. I like that piece of information a lot. And I think that that's a great way to kind of, um, to kind of wrap up the episode because a lot of people, at least from this article that I read, um, it said that 54% of the United States, which is the best place for career success, um, had either, they had either anxiety or um, depression involving their job. And I was like, that's over half of the United States. <laughs> and it's like, this is the best place for your career. People literally move here from India, Asia, wherever, um, over to the United States just to start businesses and just to, to move forward with their career and type stuff. And people that were already born here and have worked in jobs for a while are a big part of that survey. And 54% is just 
that's just astronomical for people that have depression or anxiety related to their job. And it's like, I don't know, like you said, like, just find the thing that you really like to do. If it takes four or five times or eight or nine moves, you know, it's, it's important to do that because uh, you only get one and one life. And, that, and that's the way and you want to make sure you're living the way that, that you said you are uh, where you're really enjoying it and making yeah. sure you're getting the most out of it. Love that stuff. Well, um, if you have any plugs or anything that you'd like to kind of add as closing, um, you can go ahead and do that now. Um, that way, you know, we're not missing out on any of the things that you want to go ahead and, you know, sponsor or plug that you, that you'd like to do. Um, one podcast that uh, is actually from our company that I love to listen to. Mm-hmm. It's called Changing Lives, Selling Knives. Nice. Yep. And um, great podcast. And it's not just related to selling knives, um, but really good career advice and, um, you know, personal daily habit advice from a lot of great leaders within our business here at Cutco. Um, a lot of, a lot of great information and great stuff to be filling your head with. Very cool. Very cool. So I'll go ahead and if you want to send me that link afterwards, I'll find a way to, to get that one um, onto the description as well um, with all the other stuff that I've mentioned in this podcast, but it was great having you on Abby. And it's really cool to see, um, like I said, you, you moving forward within Cutco and being now the district manager um, uh, as early as 21. It's just super exciting to see all that stuff. And I'm sure we'll have you back on the pod in a couple of years and see, uh, see where you're at then and, and what new information and, and value you have to add. So I've loved having you on and um, it's, it's been great to, to connect with you this Sunday. And I look forward to seeing you in June when I come back. Sounds good. Thank you, Will. Yep. Thanks. If you caught anything you want to know more about in this episode, I am positive you can find it at anchor.com. Go ahead and search the Young Blooded Podcast and then find the episode you want the show notes for. The page also has links to all of my socials and websites where giveaways and fun updates will be happening. Until next week, remember, young bloods, money in your 20s is knowledge for life.